welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood. And as a mindset coach, pilot in training, and visionary for hire, I hope this podcast gives you insights that not only impact your business and your personal life, but thus the world for the better. Welcome back to the Dare to Move podcast. I am your host, Garrett. Excited to be here today. Actually recording similar to last week, right before I drop the episode. So this feels very real. Like it feels like I'm really sitting here with you because, you know, some of you may be listening to this five minutes after I post it. So you just feel closer to me in space and time. And I've been sitting with this one as well. For a while, I had some massive downloads with um, and trippy realizations um, in a, as what my teacher would call a soul guiding session last Thursday. Uh, If you're a new listener here, I often reference my own spiritual teacher, Cosmic Queen. Uh, Her name is Alexandra Joy Smith. She is incredible. Uh, And yeah, it was really powerful to be in witness of all that came through right before the eclipse. And I also had just a really weird eclipse weekend, (laughs) not to go into details right now. Um, However, this all made even more sense. It's like I got that we were going to talk about soul contracts right before my drop-in with Alexandra and then that we were talking about soul contracts and uh, and then I had a really what I think is a big ending of a soul contract on Friday. So we're going to talk about this today. Um, you know, I don't want anyone to think that my the verbiage I use, the terms I use are the, you know, <clears throat> textbook because they're not. I am only speaking from my experience, my own personal understanding um, of each of the words that I use. You know, these are not, I'm not reading to you from a textbook and this is just my own personal uh, take on things as always. I think you guys, especially loyal listeners, know that and all different teachers, coaches, whatever, have their own ways of describing things. And and often we are all talking about the same thing, but just take what resonates for you. So soul contracts. I want us to orient ourselves here first. And what I mean by that is from what vantage point are we considering and contemplating and feeling into this idea of soul contracts? And we're not talking about it on the 3D literal level of like you with your feet on the ground looking out the portholes of your eyes. We're going to be coming at soul contracts from, you know, a lot of times what I say with my clients when we're one-on-one is like the 50,000 feet up view, which kind of means that we have to be out of the content of the story and the experience of, again, what we're seeing coming at us through our portholes of our eyes and really like above us. And as Alexander said the other day to me, which was so powerful, she's like, you're no longer just the soul in a body having experiencing things. You're realizing that you as a soul can witness your body, your human body, being like the actor in your life that you are witnessing 
like you are experiencing it and you are in the experience of witnessing it, <laughs> which is really all to say restful awareness. So really quick, if you're a new listener, just to help maybe this land for you, uh, I talk a lot about the different levels of consciousness, which I learned also from uh, Alexandra, but I, you know, Deepak Chopra, I think has a really good uh, graphic of this. Uh, David Hawkins talks about this, but there's fight or flight, there's then you know once you get out of fight or flight right you have food and shelter maybe you're in reactionary consciousness like they did this to me i'm so triggered um they're triggering me they're upsetting me like they're doing this to me it's it's a, it's a lot of victim or even what i didn't realize personal share is that i literally wrote a book in reactionary consciousness this happened to me and i'm going to write about it <laughs> reactionary consciousness restful awareness is the next level up so it's like wow i am witnessing this person saying something that is activating me i'm feeling the trigger in my body maybe your heart chakra your heart area hurts or you feel tightness in your chest or you feel a pit in your stomach and instead of just reacting to that whether you were conditioned from a child to yell or to run away or to unfriend them or to call names or to start crying and not have words at all it's like ooh, I'm experiencing this I need to go in and figure out where this is coming from because this is about me not them and it's for my soul's highest growth so on and so forth and once we can be in restful awareness life does get a little easier um, another caveat which I didn't plan on explaining this again I, I I'm sorry for the loyal listeners that have heard this a million times um, who knows maybe the way I'm saying it this time will land for you a little differently but being called to share that um, restful awareness is where we ideally want to be living from um, but we have to be able to access all of them right like in a dark alley I better be able to fight or flee um, reactionary if I touch a hot stove I need to be able to react and pull my hand away right so they're all important they're not good bad or otherwise it's just that from an interpersonal standpoint from a soul's evolution standpoint we do need to be able to get to restful awareness because from there we get intuitive and intuitive is where it's at <laughs> trying to live my life the intuitive way as author penny pierce would say which uh, i believe she has a book called the intuitive way it's the next on my list um and from there we get higher guidance so maybe uh getting you know hearing a god voice or uh maybe feeling like you can uh, channel from the angelic realm or um you know pick up on things in your dream space from your grandfather who passed away uh, and from above that is creative consciousness. So a lot of artists, musicians, um, anyone doing anything creative does have to access that level of consciousness, which is why a lot of people are going to do ayahuasca where they can access like, because above creative is sacred. And to get to that level of consciousness is really hard with the way our human brains are always in the way. So <clears throat> now that we've kind of covered that, it's important to note that these are, these are, levels of consciousness which is a way of saying level of awareness like what are you able to be aware of because to talk about soul contracts we have to be in restful awareness and or intuitive to really understand it because it's not happening from a 3d level and i'm going to share a lot of my old um you know my old stories that i've overcome in order to help drive a lot of these points home because also a lot of you know these stories so it'll be easy for you to also get the point here but soul contract so any other soul we come into contact with on this planet there's 
probably a chance on some level that we have a soul contract with them, especially if we do work with them, we're related to them, we date them. And I love what this kind of school of thought that I'm talking about because we're not, I don't want anyone to think that I am talking about religion today. I don't, religion is a whole other conversation. And regardless of your religion, I do think you can hopefully wrap your mind and ego, which is trying to get in the way. Um, if this is get if this gets tricky for you, that we are all souls. We're hope you guys are hopefully here because on some level you believe that you're a soul in a body, having a spiritual experience um, in a human body, and um, some people also. And I don't we don't know what's true or not. We have to decide that for ourselves. But if we can understand that maybe we've had other lives here before as souls or souls travel like the there's a book called The Untethered Soul and there's a book called Journey of Souls. Both of them may help you with some of this stuff if you want continued um, you know, support here. Um, but that we may we might live many lives and have actually there's a book called Many Masters Many Lives. Great book. Um that allows us to understand the vantage point that, you know, perhaps we've come here many times, we've had many iterations of life, and each one of them gave us specific challenges that we signed up for in order to evolve uh, and ascend, if you will, to our soul's greatest potential. So back to soul contracts. Our parents are really easy ones, right? Because we we chose them. That's my own uh, opinion. All of this is. I don't need to keep disclaiming. But we choose our parents. Our parents are going to give us certain lessons that feel very frustrating to our soul, that feel very loving to our soul, that uh, put us in reactive consciousness, especially when we're teenagers, that make us choose certain things that we choose. And it's all for our good. We are here today listening to this episode. I am here saying what I'm saying because I believe after especially like looking at things from this 50,000 feet up perspective that it makes life make so much more sense so much more sense okay so let's use my dad I've openly shared many times that I have definitely experienced the father wound and a long time ago my uh, teacher Alexandra had kind of said you know like you guys have soul contracts. And I was actually told by a numerologist in Venice Beach, California in 2014 that my dad and I have like numerous soul contracts, right? So he is setting, he is doing things on a 3D level that for lack of a better term, have pissed me off my whole life, right? The father wound where we're sad, we're hurt. We really are wounded. We feel our wounds. We have, we all have wounding as souls, right? A lot of them happen when we're kids, not necessarily always, but a lot of wounding happens throughout our lifetime. And as we heal, we become more whole. And if we hadn't had the wound, would we have healed that thing and gotten that lesson? Absolutely not. So when we think about it from this vantage point of reactionary or fight or flight, or I'm just here on this planet and these things are happening to me and this fucking sucks and everything's wrong and da 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 da. It's like, easy to get into really negative emotion about the other person or about the situation. Um, I think anyone listening to this that's a human having an experience here has had a friend walk away. I know I have. Uh, you've had a, a partner break up with you unexpectedly. You've had uh, people pass away that you weren't ready to say goodbye to. Uh, you personally feel like you messed up something really, really badly. I know I've had uh, experiences of like, getting too drunk in my life 
um, like kind of like zero to a hundred. I didn't really drink in um, high school, and then in college I would go zero to a hundred, and it kind of stuck with me throughout my twenties. And even like in the last few years, like I've had experiences where I'm like, whoa, like how did that happen? Like I just, I'm not, I don't, like, you know, Jeff and I are really. Uh, what's the word? Um, you know, Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, like we don't drink and we'll have drinks on Friday and maybe a drink on Saturday, whatever. And then, um, you know, I'll, ha- I'll have an experience being out with girlfriends like, whoa, I just drank way too much. And like, I, you know, our body wants to go into shame and guilt and the, obviously the chemical cocktail that alcohol, you know, creates makes us feel that. But on a soul level, let's just put it this way. If I were to do something, let's just say embarrassing, that showed somebody else uh, uh, where they could make a judgment about me that helped them complete their thought about me, even that could be a soul contract. It's like Alexander calls it the crystal cave, but it's like, or you could call it heaven or whatever, but it's like somewhere before our souls came down here, I might have looked at this person and said, hey, uh, you know that you need to decide in this lifetime that I'm not the right person for you or I'm not the right friend for you or whatever. So I'm going to go down there do something really embarrassing so that you can have a judgment about me and then feel better about walking out of my life or something like that, right? Anything we do in our goodness and in our detriment is going to help other souls. Like we're all here. We all agreed to this. We all decided to take certain actions at certain times. And the reason I give such a bizarre example like that is because sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like on what level do I ever want to be embarrassingly drunk? No one does, right? On what level might I want to have a very reactionary moment and scream at someone or let out a very angry side? By the way, none of this is to spiritually bypass. Maybe that's the last disclaimer I'll say that like we don't have our own healing to do and that getting drunk is not okay. <laughs> and like, you know, getting, uh, not that there's right or wrong, but like it's not a healthy experience. It's not a healthy experience to scream at someone or to let someone down. Or, you know, there are people that have lifetimes where they make really bad decisions and have horrible things happen. All soul contract. It's all soul contract. Like when I... I've had experiences even with my own mother since becoming a mother where I'm feeling the voids of and mother wounds that I didn't even know I had until I became a mother. And in the experiencing of quote unquote finding these wounds, I'm like, whoa, had I not had those from her and I just was perfectly fine and aware or like quote unquote complete, I wouldn't get that lesson in this lifetime. And the lessons we're learning in this lifetime are for us. So um, really good example of like, let's just say that you, okay, I've never broken a bone. This is kind of a dumb example, but I've never broken a bone. I don't know what it's like, knock on wood, to like not have use of an arm right? Like I've had bruising or I've had like soreness or I don't know, I've had mommy wrist, which absolutely sucks, but I've never had like non-usage of that. So I've never had to like try to learn how to do things with my left hand, for instance, like Jeff has when he had like a massive surgery on his right side. So I don't appreciate that. I don't have to scaffold that left side and bolster that in this lifetime or so far I haven't, right? So anything that we go through is for is like the scaffolding, the integration, the stuff we need as a soul to evolve as a soul and to get the lessons we need to get. And some of you here today might have be going through some really hard lessons. 
And I know like I had, like I said, like a really, I'm not ready to share it yet, but a really big kind of aha moment on Thursday that had to do more with career than anything else. But like, I was like, what? Like, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? But I had to go through all these other things to get that when I least expected it. And I actually want to do a follow-up experience of how we ha- how we can actually, when things are coming to us or rising within us, it is a different experience than getting it from a soul contract situation. Today we're talking about soul contracts and how they help us get things. So um, another thing that's an, that is an interesting way to think about this is, well, there's two things I want to bring up. The first one is, let's go back to my dad. Um, my dad has sort of, in my experience, you know, this is not who's right, who's wrong, anything like that. But in my experience, I have felt like he's pushed me away from our family's business my whole life, right? And my dad consciously, who knows what he's thinking consciously, right? Like he might not even know why he's done that. He might even had a moment of himself with himself at some point. Why did I say that to her? Or why can't I just blank? And, you know, like he might even be having an internal experience about the situation between him and I that obviously is not my business. But my point is, it's not happening from a 3D level. It's happening from that 50,000 feet up or that cosmic perspective of like, he doesn't know what he's doing. And on earth, we can make logical reasons and use our mind. Well, he needs this and this isn't ready. And this is here and that's here. And this is why. But like, that's not where we're coming from today with logic and reasoning. We're coming from a soul level of like, whatever his mind is telling him to like, kind of help him justify things. The bottom line is he's being guided by something bigger than him, which is like his higher self, his soul that's doing things that is giving me the experience of feeling pushed away. And in that experience of being pushed away, um, and I'm, I'm giving this example, by the way, because my, so in the family business, the car business specifically, it's very like patriarchal. It's oftentimes, and, and not that women haven't been involved over the history of time, but like a lot of families you see like grandfather passes it to his son who passes it to the grandson and it just like kind of stays in the family and the it's rare that you don't just like get right into the car business but my dad lived I think 40 plus years before he got involved and my actually my brother who's in his 20s is involved now but you know I just kept thinking why am I not in it why am I not invited it's like the time is now and this was a long time ago but anyway my dad wasn't doing that on a logical weather level. And even if he does have logic behind it, if he, from a soul contract level, hadn't had the whatever logic he's drummed up to justify what he's kind of done and from his, again, from my perspective, I wouldn't have gotten the scaffolding and the experience of living my own life and building my own businesses, plural, and and done you know, the various consulting jobs I've done and looked at different industries that I've experienced from health coaching to uh, real estate to um, technology and app development and all of that. So my point is anything you're experiencing right now, especially if you feel in, what's the word, contrast to another person, it's really not about what's happening right in front of you. It's from a soul contract level, like they're just doing what they agreed to do. And to be honest, you asked for it, <laughs> like you did. So <clears throat> a narcissistic husband or um, really bad boyfriend, it's like 
We all, when we're 10 years away from a bad relationship, we can be like, oh yeah, that taught me this. Or that experience of leaving gave me this empowerment. Or that wounding was awful and you know you know that you still need to heal it and that is also for your soul's highest growth so when we look at it from this level it can help us take ourselves out of the content of he said she said or this fucking hurts and it's not to spiritually bypass the hurt but we're not talking about how to heal our wounds today we're talking about the fact that we're getting the wounds and we're getting the lessons on a level that is so divine and actually so full of love like I forget who said it to me as I know Alexander has but someone else said it too like he must love you more than like any other soul because we often do the most soul level work with people that are other souls that that love us the most like they agreed to come down here and do this for us like and even you know people who have come into your life that have been like angels They also agree to be that for you and to show you what that type of love feels like or that type of support feels like. And so whatever's coming through for you right now, I just want, I just got the like thing. Let's like, that's what this is for. Like, that's why you're here listening today because um, there's always an opportunity to see it from this lens. And obviously it's easier to say, um, it's easier to, what's the word? get it when you're far away from the wounding than it is when you're in it. So if you experienced something last night or this morning that was really effing hard, like it's going to be hard to see it from that vantage point right now. Um, But like for me, I know that um, I had a a girlfriend, um, very close friend of mine for years, like felt like family. And she, I think I've told the story a zillion times, but decided she didn't want to be my friend. And I had such a hard time with it. And I kept thinking, I'm going to forgive her. I'm going to let go. I'm going to send her love and light. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to send invitations and invitations and come hang out with me. And I want to move through this. And it was just like it. every single one, you guys, has felt like hitting my head against a brick wall for two years now. Two years. And she's holding that soul contract really effing tight and good for her like I'm still not getting the lesson and I had to sit with that over the weekend and be like she's doing this for me like our contract expired she knows it on a soul level and she is not relenting and by the way that's not what she's really thinking right she probably has her own logical reasons and she's not a very spiritual person but you don't even have to be to do it's not like you have to be spiritual to do this like we're all souls in a body having this experience and it's not in from our conscious brain's thought so like she could still be really angry with me she could still be holding on to a grudge she could still be whatever she's going through it's not that she's having a beautiful experience over there she could be having a really hard experience she i could have created wounds for her that she doesn't even know where to start with healing or maybe she is healing with them i don't know and it's not my business however from my standpoint i'm like man we must really love each other in the in the like other realms because she's holding that contract of like no we are not reconnecting absolutely not because the contract is expired and and or the whatever contract we were in is expired and that doesn't mean there won't be a new one that rolls around but that one was is done so it's really interesting stuff like even exes like I actually saw my ex on Friday and um, so astrologically I'm in a a year nine 
and nine years ago is when I met him. Uh, or no, sorry, <laughs> I'm mixing up my terms here. Uh, I was recently listening to Mel Wells' podcast on numerology. Um, I did some research on my own numerology, and I am in a nine-year. I'm in year nine, a year nine cycle, which is all about completions, endings, um, endings of karmic stuff, all of that. Um, and I had met my ex nine years ago, which is interesting to me. We had one of those very quick, you know, a lot of you might have read about us in uh, my book, Dare to Move. Um, really, really intense nine months relationship and maybe not even nine months. I don't even remember at this point. But anyway, I moved to Boston and um, didn't see him. I think we had a lot of texting, not a lot. We had some texting, but he got married like like six months after we broke up or something or engaged maybe so there was a lot of space and time between us but um I would like see him in dreams it was really a trippy experience but I didn't see him for six years which I saw him in 2019 hadn't seen him and then I just saw him again in person at this concert on Friday and in my as I work at life (laughs) contemplating life and witnessing life from the 50,000 foot up point and here grounded in this experience you know I can try to come at it from different angles and there was just some knowing within me that that was it for us like we just closed it it was also in the like five hours before the solar eclipse which brings endings to things completions um there were some actual like karmic partnership stuff that was involved with our solar eclipse so maybe you guys had an ending last weekend, which was, if you're listening to this in the future, um, April 30th of 2022. Um, It was all about like past lovers from other lifetimes, like reconnecting to complete like karma, uh, soul contracts and all of that last weekend, which is also kind of what brought this up probably to my awareness for this podcast. But I don't know, guys, I just knew I was like, and actually I I was pretty drunk when I said goodbye because I don't think I was... I could really actually like be as fully present as I needed to be for that goodbye because of whatever, like I didn't know logically and I couldn't even tell you now because I don't know, but it was like on a soul level, I was like, yeah, like I, my soul is sad about this and like, it's, it's a hard one because there's been a lot of work done between us. And even though like, you know, I've seen him how many times in this lifetime, not many, um, but it was done. And that is a soul contract ending uh and they're not but like uh, if you were a fly on uh, on the wall uh, around this experience even just like me saying hi to him saying bye to him like it's nothing nothing crazy happened it's just like some small talk how are you how's life hey thanks for like uh hanging out with us at the show like see you later he's a band manager that's why um anyway do you get how like in the 3d experience it doesn't really make sense like this so I'll give you an example with my my king, my beloved, my fiance. Um, he's told me since he met me, you're such a good-hearted person. He'd always say, I always have known that you're a good-hearted person, right? And as a seven, we tend to like avoid our heart chakra, all that kind of stuff. And in my own, I would say in the last year of my own soul growth work, I've had an ego death. I've had a lot of, um, like I got to a point where I was like, what am I even good at? Like, and I asked him one night, I said, 
Jeff, like, what would you say I'm good at? Like, I, I don't even know what I'm good at anymore. Like, who am I? And, you know, I'm going through this whole thing since I've had Declan. And he said to me, I remember where he was. He's like, you know, well, I, I guess I'll start with, you know, I have always said you're just a good hearted person. And this is hilarious. I said, yeah, that's great. But like, what am I good at? And so I'm regurgitating this story to Alexander. And she's like, Garrett, this is the, this is the, like, we're laughing. She's like, this is hilarious. She's like, what is better than being a good hearted person? Like, isn't that the point? Like right in front of me, you guys, like Jeff is here to tell me I'm a good hearted person because the more work I've done, I realize that as a kid, I thought I was bad and you know, which relates to not good enough and low self-worth and proving and all that stuff that like I knew that I was doing and needed to undo. And I knew about, you know, we've, I've done episodes on proving and all of that. But when I got that, like, the the reason behind the proving and the, the root of the root of the root was I didn't believe I was a good person and that Jeff has been telling me I'm a good-hearted person. It's like, that is our soul contract. Like, that is what we are here to do. Obviously, we love each other. We're getting married. We have a baby. We want to build a family. We are incredible in a, an incredible partnership. But like, whoa, are you kidding me? Like, I am that person. It's like, it was like a hilarious movie that I'm like, someone tells me I'm a good-hearted person. I'm like, no, 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 but what am I good at? Like, what? Crazy. But that's what, how blind we can be to the soul contracts as they're happening, as they're unfolding. Business deals, you guys, like really bad ones, really good ones, uh, really challenging scenarios. Like we might think we're working out numbers in a contract or something in a prenup or but whatever's striking at you emotionally under the surface that my friends is what we're really here doing so you know i pulled a card before this episode um to wrap this up and i i used my goddess deck and it's the teresa of avila avila our lady of the interior life and her mantra is i trust the answers i find within me i know the presence of love is real and anyway i'll give you the cliff notes because i've got to wrap this up but basically when no one's gonna tell you you're in a soul contract the person that you are dealing with like the most intense soul contract with right now is not going to sit you down and say, hey, we're in a soul contract. I mean, you might have a lot of conscious people in your life and this might happen for you. Nothing's impossible. But most likely in my experience, no one's going to sit you down and say, yeah, so we're in a soul contract. I'm actually doing this because I am here to do this for you because this is da 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 and you know, this is why I'm doing Like, no, not going to happen. You are only going to get the lesson from the soul contract, the challenges, good, bad, otherwise, uh, the amazing things that come through soul contracts from within. You have to ask yourself these questions. You have to feel whether it's the presence of God, the God voice, uh, your creator, whoever you believe in to the universe. You have to get those questions when you, whether you're journaling internally, you're praying, you're meditating, like understanding that whatever soul you feel entangled with or challenged by or frustrated with or angry at like the experience you're having if you can see it as a wound or a hurt a pain a void something that you know only you can really heal and only you have to do the work to get more complete in this experience that is a gift that is a 
one of the best gifts anyone could ever give you on this planet. And I sound really effing preachy right now. And I don't mean it that way. It's just like, when I got this, I've gotten this many times, but there's layers to it, right? Like first I had to get that I had a father wound and like get it in my body. Like, oh yeah, whoa, I do have a father wound, right? But then once I understood that I have it, I had to think about how do I heal myself? How do I give myself what I need? And there's layers and layers and layers and layers to all of this. And only you can get what's happening for yourself from within yourself. And that's what I needed to like make sure I solidify in this episode that I got from drawing this card because it makes so much sense. Like we are a wealth of knowledge within ourselves. And again, like my ex might not even like, I mean, he's spiritual, but like he's not looking at the solar eclipse and tracking that and understanding that I'm in a nine-year cycle and this is goodbye forever. Like, no, (laughs) not at all. He's just walking through life. Just like how I might walk through life and send a text to someone and not realize it offends them. And they have their own internal thing that makes them realize that I only triggered them because of something with their mom and da-da-da-da. That was a gift. So if anything, even if you're not in some soul contract challenge right now, if you take anything from this from just a learning standpoint, maybe you're a coach, maybe this is helping you with one of your clients that you also could be, the more of a transparent life that you lead and transparency carrying a really intense energy for me right now because I'm reading the book Transparency by Penny Pierce, but being transparent means like letting your soul self be seen in this lifetime. If you let your truest self and be in your most integrity and be your most, to use the word authentic, version of yourself always, you will be able to best deliver the soul contract, you know, information, deals, whatever, stuff that you're supposed to do. When we hold back our truest thoughts, our truest selves, we're also not able to do for others what we're here to do by being in fierce, like fierce authentic alignment, which is also what Alexander says. Um, So... I hope this is helpful for you. I could talk about this all day, but this is a lot. Just remember, we're, we're, we, were, we were hanging out at 50,000 feet up, so maybe you need to go do some grounding, put your feet on the earth, maybe do some journaling, some prayer, some meditation. That will, whatever feels supportive to you. But thank you so much for being here. Uh, share this with someone if it feels supportive. And finally, um, I am going to put a link in the show notes for the retreat that I will be hosting with one of my former clients, uh, Dr. Ellie Duffy, and also another former client, Dr. Meg, or Dr. <gasps> Megan Gerber. She's a functional uh, nutritionist uh, and an incredible gut health uh, specialist, really. And we're doing this incredible retreat this October 2022 in Ramona, California. Um, we do still have some spots left as of today, which is May 2nd. So you guys can look at that and see if it suits you. Um, It will be a spiritual wellness sacred sisterhood retreat with Pilates class, with farm to table meals and conscious eating. And I'll do some spiritual business coaching, teaching all the things. Um, But yeah, please take a look at that link in the show notes if it feels supportive to you. And thank you so much for being here. Uh, Sending you guys all lots and lots of love. Again, I could, you know, Email me if you want a part two. There's so many other ways we could go with this, but I hope this helps today. And uh, without uh, further ado, (laughs) close as I always do, dare to move.